We want to be obedient to your word, Lord. We want to yield ourselves, submit ourselves to your word, Lord, and say, let it be honor us according to your word, Lord. Father, we may be able to leave that word, Lord, that you're speaking to us, Lord. Father, once again this evening, we ask that you speak to us, Lord, Father, that you minister to our hearts and souls, Lord. Whatever be the need, Lord, I pray that you meet them, O God. Father, I pray that you move, Lord, to speak our sight, you move to hear our sight, Lord. Oh, let it be you speaking, let it be you hearing, Lord, and Lord, let it be you bringing it into action, O Father, Lord God. Father, we want to surrender ourselves to you tonight, O Lord. We just want to ask that you have the preeminence in the service, Father. We thank you for the song service, the atmosphere here, Lord, this evening, Lord. And we just want to ask the Father, Lord God, move, have your liberty amidst us, O Lord God. Come it all to your name and the blessed name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for the marriage and the musicians. Amen. God bless you. It's good to be here this evening again. And I should thank the Lord for the services over the week. Sure, talking to Brother Andrew back in the office that Julia has been very sober in, in the last couple of services. God bless you, Brother Moses and Brother Ed, this morning. Amen. Surely the Lord is, is moving a certain channel, amen. And we just want to follow through that channel. I, I don't know how to go this evening, honestly. I, I've been nervous many a times, but I don't know tonight. I am strangely very nervous. <laughs> and so just, just trusting in the Lord, amen. Just, just bear with me this evening, amen. 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 Let's take our Bibles, amen. Let's, let's open to the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I read from verse 24 to verse 27. Verse 24 to verse 27 says... Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertain, so I fight, not as one that beateth the air. But I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Amen. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1 to 2, very familiar scripture. Hebrew Andrew said, oh, scriptures are familiar. <laughs> Amen. I'll take it from Obadiah this morning, or this evening. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, 1 and 2. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight, and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of the word. May you may have your seat this evening. Amen. Our title this evening is The Race of Time. Amen. The Race of Time. Amen. Amen. We are all running a race. Amen. And no matter who you are, you are running a race. Amen. Whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, you're running a race. Amen. And when we're talking about running a race, what I'm talking about is that we all have a goal that we're pressing towards. Amen. There's something that we're pressing towards. There's something that we're looking forward to. That's what we mean by running a race. Amen. And as far as we're pressing towards something, we're willing, we're willing to sacrifice everything that we can sacrifice to be able to reach or achieve that goal. Amen. And what determines the type of race that you're running is is who is sitting on the throne of your heart. Amen. He's the one that determines what type of race that you're running. Amen. Because as we said, the Christian is running a race, and the one that is not a Christian is running a race. Amen. They all aim in somewhere. They all have a goal in their mind. They all aim in to reach some certain destination. Amen. You know, the Christian is running a race, and the race that a Christian is running is, is to get ready for the coming of the Lord. Amen. The Christian is doing everything that they can do to be ready for the coming of the Lord. Amen. And you, you have the rich man in the world and he's, he's running a race to, to how he can get richer and, and how he can save all his riches and where he can save them and, and all those kind of things. That's his, his worry. That's the race that he is running. Amen. So every one of us is running a race. Amen. But Paul will say, as we read in the scriptures in 1 Corinthians, is saying, you know that, you know, as we run in this race, we don't run it partially, but we want to run it all. Amen. And, and I said, as he's running as well, he said he doesn't want to be uncertain of the race that he's running. And I believe that we're living in a time that we, it's not a moment to be uncertain of where we stand. And amen. This is not a time to be uncertain whether, whether the message is true or the message is not true. Amen. This is not a time to be uncertain whether there's a rapture coming or there's no rapture coming. This is not a time to be uncertain whether, you know, you, you are the bride or you're not a bride. This is not a time of uncertainty. Amen. This is the time for us to be certain of where we stand, and amen. This is the time to be certain of the message that you believe in, and, and to be certain that you're filled with the Holy Ghost, to be certain of where you're going, amen. This is the moment that we're living in, and Paul was saying, you know, don't be uncertain of the type of race that you're running. You must be certain of the race you're running, because many of the people that are uncertain of the race they're running, they always try to find another race that will suit them better, amen. Because as we said, the type of race you're running depends on who's sitting on the throne of your heart. Amen. And so when you're running a race and, you, and you're not certain about it, you start to find something that will satisfy what is on the inside of you. Amen. And many people we know have started with us in this race and this journey of this message. But, you know, eventually they, they turned away quite because they were uncertain of the type of race that they were running. Amen. They understood that that wasn't the race that they wanted. And so they turned away to another type of race. Amen. Paul again will say that, you know, we'll talk about fighting as well. And he said he doesn't just want to be fighting beat in the air. We just don't want to be fighting beat in the air. In other words, if I can put it this way, we don't want to be running a race without a revelation. You know, just running a race, just following the crowd because everyone is going this way. So we all follow them this way. They all all in skirts. So we all wearing skirts. They all, all the brothers are doing this. So we all doing that. No, that's not the type of race that Paul is talking about. 
He's saying if you run the race, don't be beating the air. Run with revelation. Know where you're going. Know the word that you're standing on. Amen. He's saying run with revelation. Be stable. Know where you're standing. Amen. Know where you're going. Amen. Now we know in order for a race to take place, there has to be runners. Amen. We'll take a little bit in the natural and then we'll move a little more in the spiritual. Amen. And before a race to happen, you know, there has to be runners. Amen. And a race cannot be called a race without the element of time. You can't run a race without the element of time and you can't run a race without a, a finish line as well. If you run a race, there must be the element of time. There must be a finish line. Amen. Because those are the things that determine the victory that is in the race. Amen. Because if there was no time, then, then we can't really determine if this person won or not. If whether it ended up, you know, came at the end of it all and there was no limits to it, then everyone could claim the victory at this point. Amen. And if we're running a race that hasn't got any finish line, then the race will never end as well. The race will just go on and on and on. But every race must have a, a time and it must have, it must have a finish line as well. Amen. I mean, all whenever Olympics are taking place, or those kind of things are happening, every country will select, will select, you know, the runners for their country. Amen. And when they're making the selection of the runners for their country, they're always choosing the best that they've got. Amen. They're choosing those that are fit for the race. Amen. Those that are skillful for the race. Amen. They, they don't just take anybody. They take the person that's been trained. Amen. The person that are put on the sacrifice because there are many people, they have to go on a certain diet and they have to do this and the other thing because they can't allow themselves to, to, just, to just live like everyone lives because of the race that they're about to run. Amen. So they have to sacrifice so many because of the rest that he obeyed to face. And those are the kind of people that they want, the people that are dedicated, amen, the people that are passionate about the rest that he obeyed to run, to say, I really want to run it for my country. I'm not just running it for myself. I'm running it for my country, for the honor of my country, amen. And, and they put in all the effort. Those are the type of people that they select for the race. And they don't just select the people for the race, but after they've selected the people for the race, they also equip the people for the race. Amen. They make sure that they give them the clothing that is suitable for the race. Amen. They give them the shoes that are suitable for the race. They give them everything that is suitable for the race. They don't just send them out and be like, well, you've trained yourself and it's good. Just go out and just go run the race. That doesn't work. If you're going to run the race, they make sure that you're equipped with the best that the country can give you to be able to run that race. Amen. They make sure they equip you for the best. Why are they doing that? They're doing that because they are aiming for the victory. They're doing that because they're aiming for the victory. They are not going in the race aiming for a second place. They're not going in the, in the game aiming, aiming for the third place or aiming for the fourth place. They're going in aiming for the victory. Amen. They're going in no matter what it takes. We are going in to win. And we know there is only one person that is going to win the race. But no one is going in with the intent that, oh, you know, I'm going in because we're just going in and we're going to aim for the third place. Everyone that is going in the race is going in because they are planning to win that race. Amen. They are planning to run it all. They are planning to run it all for a purpose. Amen. But despite all their preparation and all the effort they put in and the sacrifice they put in, amen, we know that the crown that they obtain at the end of it all is a corruptible crown. 
It's a crown that fades away. It's a victory that is on for a year or next year. Someone else comes and he breaks the record and, and your victory is all gone. It's something corruptible. It's something temporary. Amen. That's the race that you're running. But for that race, they equip themselves and they get themselves ready. Amen. But there's another race that is being run. Amen. And it's not so much a natural race. Amen. But it's a spiritual race that we're running. Amen. There's another race that has been run in this age, amen, and, and if there's another race that is running as a spiritual race, this race as well is going to need some runners. In this race as well, there's going to be an element of time. In this race as well, there's going to be a finish line, amen. And we know that the element of time, we know that, you know, the time began at the creation and when, when Brother Branham will talk about a block of time that drop out of eternity, but we know that it's not block, it's not going to stay that way forever, but there's coming a time that will lift itself back into eternity again. Amen. And so there's a time, that space that we are walking in from the time of creation, but it's this evening I just want to take it from the last 2,000 years. After Jesus came on the scene and he left, I just want to take it from that time. And this time that we're living and this race that we're running, we can see that the time has been divided into ages. Amen. The time has been divided into ages and for every age there have been selected runners for every age. Amen. Every age had your runners and every age was equipped with a message and a messenger. Amen. Every one of them was equipped with a message and a messenger. What they needed to run their race. Amen. And we know that right now we are living in a part where we're running the last part of the race. Amen. We've gone through all the journey. We've gone through all the ages. Amen. And here we are at the last time of the, of the race that we're running. The last part of the race that we're running. That's where we've come to now. And, and us in this last part as well, there are runners that have been selected. Amen. And the runners that have been selected is you and I that are sitting and standing here this, this evening. And not only us, but all the bride around the world that has been selected to run this last part of the race. Amen. And not only have we been selected to run the last part of the race, but God has also equipped us in this last age to have what we need and what it will take to be able to run this last part of the, of the race. Amen. He has given us a messenger in this last age. Amen. He has given us a message in this last age. Amen. He has equipped us to be able to run the race. Amen. And the equipment that he's given to us, uh, the equipment is to produce victory. Amen. The equipment that is given to us is not to produce a defeat. The equipment that is given to us is to produce faith, amen. It's to produce patience, amen. It's to produce brotherly kindness, amen. It's to produce divine love in this last age. That's the equipment that is given to us, amen. He's given us equipment that will produce a faith that will put you in the rapture, amen. Because that is the age that you will live in. It's an age for a rapture, amen. It's an age for a body change, amen. It may not be you, it may not be me that might have the body change, but that is the age in which it is going to happen. There is no other age that is going to come. But this is the age that the body change can happen. It can happen any moment. You had it on Wednesday. What if this was the last year? Amen. What kind of race are you running? What side of the race are you on? The equipment that's been given to us is to produce the victory. It's to produce overcomers, amen. Because at the end of the age, it says that the overcomers are going to sit with him in the throne. So that means that those that are going to run in this race must be overcomers. Because if we're not overcomers, then we're not sitting in the throne. Then the word is not true. 
So there is something I was driving towards to say, we must be overcomers. It is an age of overcoming, amen. And there are so many things that we must overcome in this age. But God has promised that the people that are coming out of Laodicea are going to be overcomers. According to his word, they will be overcomers. No matter what the obstacle is against them, they will be overcomers. No matter the amount of enemy of demons that have been released in the age, they will be overcomers. Why? Because God's word said so. Amen. And the equipment will have to produce what the word says. And if the equipment is not producing what the word says, then there is a problem. And the problem is not the equipment. The problem is the runners. I'll repeat that again. If the equipment is not producing what it's supposed to produce, the problem is not the equipment. The problem is the runners. Amen. The problem is the runners. Because the equipment has been tested and tried. The equipment, you know, when they're making the equipment for the atlas down there in the wall, they test those equipment. They go through quality control and they go through all the sort of control they have to go through to make sure that that equipment is fit for the purpose. And the equipment that's been released was in this last age has been tested and tried to prove that it's fit for the purpose. Amen. It has been tested in every way and it has proved that it's more than able to overcome. It was tested in a fiery furnace and it proved that it cannot be burned. It was tested in a lion's den and it proved that it cannot be destroyed. It was tested in a prison and it proved that there was no prison bar that could hold a shut in. Amen. It was tested in the flood and it proved that it cannot be overflown. It was tested by every sickness that is in this world and it proved that it has the healing power. It was tested by every addiction and it proved that it has the overcoming power. The equipment has got the power. The equipment has got what it takes to overcome. But what about the runners? What about the runners? Because the equipment will never fail. Amen. Equipment will never fail. I believe that this time has come for the runners to realize who they are. For the runners to get into their position to say, if I have been selected for this race, then I am going to run it. Amen. If I have been selected, I'm going to run it. If the equipment has been given to me, then I'm going to put it on. Amen. Revelation will talk about that you have, you have seen the book and you have had obeyed the book. But the time has come for you to take that book and eat the book. It is time to put on the equipment. The equipment must be on the inside of you. Amen. This is not something that you put it on the outside. This equipment is something that lives on the inside. That will produce what the word says about it. I believe the time has come for us to awake from our sleep, for us to awake from the slumbering and, 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 you know, the relaxing that we may have been in for a while. It happens because that's what the age is. It's a lukewarm age. It's, it's an age of relaxing, an age of, you know, just lay back and, you know, just let everything happen and let them take care of them. I believe it's time to come for us to buckle up the armor a little bit. 
and get ready for the race. We, 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 some of us have hung our shoes up already and we're just kind of relaxing and enjoying ourselves. It is time to get ready. It is time to put on this equipment and let it do its work. God hasn't got any other runners in this age. We are the ones that he has chosen. And the victory cannot come if the runners are not running. Amen. It cannot come if the runners are not running. We ought not to be afraid, friends. Because that's what Satan will try to do. You see, Brother Branham will talk about, you know, if he can get you to disbelieve the word of God and he has disarmed you. If he can get you to disbelieve the arm or the equipment that's been given to you, then he has disarmed you. And that's what the enemy is doing, trying to get you to be afraid and, and to let you think that the equipment is not able to produce what it says. Amen. Many a times, you know, you pray for something and it's according to the word, absolutely. And you pray about it and it won't happen just exactly that way. Or sometimes it won't even happen at all. And that's Satan who comes and says, well, but the word says so, but it never happened. So you see, your equipment is not really fit for this kind of age or this kind of situation. And it tries to bring discouragement to you. To say the equipment is not fit, the equipment can't work. And we get discouraged and, and why did it not happen or why this or why that? But Abraham will say somewhere in a message and he'll say it a couple of times. He'll say, if I prayed for the sick people this evening and they all went home and died, the next morning I'll come back and pray for the sick people. Why? Because the word said so. It doesn't matter the results, the word said so. And I believe the time have come for the runners to get to a place where they say, it doesn't matter what happens, whether it happens or not, the word said so. And I will keep running, and I will keep believing, and I will keep holding on to the promise. Amen. Friends, we ought to remember one thing that we had a seed of Abraham. Amen. And the seed of Abraham is a type of people that don't just give up at the first trial or the first test. Amen. Remember for 25 years, Abraham was waiting for the promise, friends. We are not we are living in Laodicea, but we are not Laodiceans. Amen. Laodiceans are waiting things to happen right away and, and things to happen straight away. But we are a people that are supposed to run this race with patience, waiting on the Lord, looking on to Him and knowing that He will bring it to pass. The race is with patience. Amen. Many a times we throw the white flag too early. We throw the white flag too early. Thomas Edison, you know, there came a time that he had to believe in a fate in his heart that electricity was supposed to be there. And Thomas Edison said, no matter what it takes, I know that this must happen. And he tried wire after wire and wire after wire. And nothing was happening, but he never gave up because there was a deep in him that was saying electricity exists and there must be a wire that can conduct that electricity. And he tried over and over again. He wasn't giving up on the race that he was running. He had a goal to say that electricity is there. He had a goal to say that light can exist. Amen. Light can exist. We can't live in darkness forever. There must be a way for the light to shine. And over and over again, he tried until he found that one line. 
Amen. Until they find that one line that could conduct the electricity. Oh, friends, I tell you, we are conductors. We are not resistors. Amen. We are conductors of the word of God. Amen. God cannot conduct his word with anyone else but with you alone. Because you are the one that has been chosen. Amen. It is time for us to stop resisting the word and just letting just a little bit of the Holy Ghost flow through us. A little bit of righteousness flow through us. Friends, we are to conduct the full word. We are to conduct the full righteousness. We are to conduct the full power of the Holy Ghost. Just a little bit of law flowing through us. We are to conduct the full power of love. We are conductors and not resistors. Amen. We give up too early. We need to keep pressing on. Keep pressing on, amen, until we claim the promise. If he said it, he will bring it to pass. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how it is. He will bring it to pass, amen. You see, the reason why sometimes the runners, the runners of the race, the reason why sometimes they fail, because they try to play the rules of the game wrong. They try to play the rules of the game wrong. Amen. They try to play the rules of the game according to their own ideas. And, and they try to see here and this morning, they try to set their own boundaries. You know, we go this far and we don't go any more, any further than that. Tell you, you just denominated yourself right there. We go this far and we don't go anywhere else. That's all. That's as far as we go. We go only to the tapes and that's all about it. We don't go any further than that. Set the own boundaries. Amen. Or you set the own finish line. You know, I'm going this far and that's it. It's the first thing gets the justification. That's all about it. I'm done. That's the end of my race. The first thing I get to a holy life, a sanctified life, that's it, I am done. That's my finished line. So far as I can have some little experience and, you know, me with the Lord, that's all about it. That's my finished line. But the dynamic of the church is the refilling of the Holy Ghost. But many of the people who draw a finished line, I had an experience 10 years ago, that's all about it. That's my finished line. That's my finish line. I, I am not going any further. But we ought to play the rules of the game, right? But the Brandon must speak what it takes to what it takes to overcome all unbelief, all faith. Yakima 1960. Is that there's there's an old proverb that that's more than a proverb. Is that no matter how who is the first, you have to play the rules of the game or you'll never win. Is that if a runner is running around the track and and one takes a short cut and cuts through the field and beats all the other one by, by half an hour. Still, he will be disqualified at the end of the race. He said he's got to play according to the rules of the game or he's disqualified. And he said, and that's the way we ought to do it. He said, the race of life that we are running now, it has to be played according to God's qualification or we'll lose when we get there. 
He said, there we are. He said, whatever we are, president, whatever we are, the governor or a minister, what church we belong to or what denomination, the rules of the game has to be kept. He said, you must run at fair. You must run at fair. We must play at boy the rules. He said, we must preach the word. We must, be, we, we, we must do it willingly. Further down, he will say, and tonight as born again Christians, as believers here at the end time, is that we've got, to, we've got to play the game according to the rules. Is that we've got to run with patience the race that is set before us, looking at the order and finish of our faith, Jesus Christ. Amen. And friends, there is only one rule and there's only one qualification. And that is you must be born again. Without it, you're going to be disqualified. You must be born again. It's not enough to be sanctified. It's not enough to be justified. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's the qualification. Amen. You see, there was one time Moses, that was, he was predestined to run the race to deliver the children of Israel. But you see, Moses disqualified himself because he tried to run the race according to his own ideas. Amen. He tried to run in according to his own ideas. He said, if I can do this, then they will know that I am a deliverer. And sometimes we get that way. If I can do this, they will know that I am filled with the Holy Ghost. If I can do this, they will know that, uh, you know, surely I am a born again son of God. If I can say just the right words, right, they will know that I am a message believer. If I can dress right, they will know that truly I am standing for the message. Uh, playing the rules, uh, playing the game according to your own rules. If only I can do it this way, they will see. You know, they will know. That was what Moses was doing. If I go and separate them from fighting, they will know that I am the deliverer. If I destroy the Egyptian, they will know that I am the deliverer. But God looked at them and said, Moses, you're disqualified. You're disqualified because you're going about it your own way. You're not going about it my way. But the one thing I want you to notice that despite the fact that Moses disqualified himself, it didn't change the fact that he was the predestinated one to deliver the children of Israel. And despite whatever you may do, I want you to know you are still the predestinated one to run this race in this last age. And no matter what, God made sure that Moses came to fulfill his purpose. Amen. No matter what he made sure that he will fulfill his purpose. As a matter of fact, no one could take Moses' place. There was no one else that could take Moses' place because he had the promise. And there's no one that can take your place because you have the promise. But you see, God said, Moses, I want you to separate yourself aside. Took him on the backside of the doors for 40 years. And made sure that he had an experience with God. That he met him face to face. That he spoke to him. And he said, now you are ready to go and run the race. Now you are ready to fulfill what I have called you to. Now you are qualified. Now you are ready. He was predestined to do it. No one else could take his place. And that's the kind of experience that God is wanting to, his bride to have. Because without that, we disqualify yourself. There's no way we can run the race. But we predestined for that. We predestined for the Holy Ghost. We predestined for that experience. He hasn't got any other runners. We are the only ones that He's got. 
Amen. Amen. It was time to really to buckle up and say, I'm going to run. Amen. No matter what it's going to take, we am going to do it. Amen. This is not a time for us to be formal and still going obey, being just religious and just showing up at church. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's just another service. I've just kept thinking of the whole week. What if this is the last year? It's not a time to just be coming and just, you know, whatever, whichever way it goes, it goes. And whatever speaks, he speaks. And you know what? It's all good. It's time to start really buckling up and say, I'm going to run. Amen. I'm going to take the equipment that's been given to me. And I'm going to let the equipment be into action in my life. Amen. Brother Branham will continue to say what it takes to overcome all unbelief or faith. He says, here we are tonight right in the shadows of the coming of the Son of God. And yes, we find the church in anemic condition. Amen. Is that we ought to be great, strong, mighty warriors of faith that will shake a nation. Is that God gives it to us. Is that we will just receive it. So is that if there's, there's a little thing upon us that holds us back from running, is that let's lay aside all those little weights now. Because we are looking to the order and finish of our faith, Jesus Christ, who was made man on earth and dwelt among us. And was made sin that through his righteousness we might be forgiven of our sins. Is that he became us sinners that we might become his righteousness. Is that in other words like this. He became me that I might become him. He was the son of God. I was a sinner. He taken my place. Become a sinner that I might be a son of God. Amen. He's paved the way to run. I believe the time has come for us to stop our guilty parties. Amen. Time has come to stop our guilty parties and, you know, oh, I did this and I did this. It's time to stop our guilty parties. If you feel guilty, repent and get back in, in fellowship with God. Time to stop the guilty parties and, and, and the pity parties. You know, woe is me. I am not worthy. This promise cannot be fulfilled in me. You are called. You are chosen. You're not sitting here because, you know, someone dragged you here. God called you. God brought you here. He revealed this message. You know how many people can see this message? How many people can't see the baptism? They can't see in it. They can't see serpent sea. They just can't see it. You can spend a year with them and try to explain it in the basic terms that you can explain it. They can't receive it. But you just received it. Why? Because there is something in you. There is a reflection from above that has been expressed now. Your body that you, that you have is just a, a cover-up. It's something that is covering a seed of God that is on the inside. Something that existed from eternity has come down into, into time. And God is saying it has to express itself. But it's time to let the bars of bones be broken down. And let the seed express itself. 
we're not just, a, just because we're born and we get so acquainted with the world that we're living in. But we didn't, we, we were just born here, but we came from eternity. That's what Jesus recognized. He was born of Mary, but he recognized, I am not of this world. I came from eternity. And that's where I am going back to. And there is a word that was spoken concerning me. That I must fulfill. And I said, no matter what it's going to take, I am going to run this race to fulfill that word. It will take me to the cross, but that is my fulfillment. I am going to run until I get to the cross. I'm going to die with everything. Why will run us? It's time to end the guilty parties. He's paid the price. He's done the overcoming. He's done run the race. He's done cross the finish line. And he's crossed the finish line. You've crossed the finish line too. Because when he was on the cross, you were on him. When he went down to hell, you were there. When he took the keys, you took the keys. When he destroyed that, you destroyed that. When he destroyed the grave, you destroyed the grave. It is time to realize who we are. It's time to get into our position. Amen. The anemic condition will cease. Amnesia must end. Amen. It's time to recognize and know I am a son of God. Understand to say, this is my position. This is my land. Amen. You had it this morning. It's time to stand toe-to-toe with the enemy and say, you cannot squat my land anymore. You've come this far and that is enough. I am taking back what you've taken away from me. The enemy had come and he had destroyed them and he has taken people and banged them open. You had Legion who was banged them and you had, the, the, you had blind Batamius and, and you had Jairus' daughter and, and you had so many people that Satan was just going around and trying to destroy homes and, and destroy lives. Amen. But there came a time that one came to run the race. Amen. And no matter how much Satan had done, no matter how much he had gone ahead, Jesus was able to catch up with him and not only catch up with him, but overtake him and destroy every work that he had. And if that same spirit of dwelling Christ dwell in you, amen, it'll quicken your mortal body, amen. It'll make you an overcomer. Amen. It's time to start those parties, Amen. He has destroyed every guilt. He has destroyed every sin. He has destroyed every shame. You are not guilty. He is guilty. You never did it in the first place. He did it. Oh, friends, if only we could realize that. And go with boldness before the throne of God. Knowing our position, but if we're going in fear and, and in doubt, and oh, I don't know if we can obtain, we won't obtain. But if we go with assurance, believing and knowing, that's why in the Lord's prayer, He said, Forgive us of our trespasses. We do make mistakes, we do. 
but they can be forgiven. And not only forgiven, but forgotten. And if you've gone and confessed and they've forgiven and forgotten why you are and stand in your place and claim what is yours, it's bound to come to pass. It is the word of God. It is not the word of Brother Branham. It is the word of God. And it's bound to happen. See this race that we're running Solomon would talk about it and said, the race is not for the swift. Amen. Nor the battle it is for the strong. It is not the swift-footed and, and, you know, the one that is smart and big. and No, no, no. It is what he has done. Amen. Brother Brandon will give a little story about, about a context that was on and and you talk about, you know, there's these boys that were getting ready for a contest. And, and, and you know, the, 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 there was a prize at the end of the contest that whoever was able to win was going to win a great, a great prize. And there were just little kids that were supposed to run a certain race, amen. And, and the race was actually to test the IQ of the kids. And so what they did was that they gave the kids a little password that they were supposed to remember when they came to the end of the race. And they were supposed to say the password. And when they said the password, the gate will be open for them and, and they can go in and they can obtain whatever the prize was. And so one of the kids, when he heard about the contest that was coming up, and he really wanted to win the prize. And so, you know, he went and he started to train himself. And he really tried to train himself and, 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 and train how, how to run and how to get his oxygens right and, and how to take his steps and how to keep his pace. And, and he made everything right and he was getting ready for the race. And he got ready and all and... And the day came and there were about 150 kids and they were all lined up. And the time came and, and they fired and, and, you know, it was time to go for the race. And, oh my, he was so trained, way more than all the other kids. And he outrun all of them. Went way ahead of all of them. No one could catch him. Everyone was like, well, that's all about it. There's no way we're winning. We might as well just relax. He was gone. You couldn't see him. But in all his training, there was one thing that he left out. He forgot the password. He trained and trained and trained, and now he's run and he's got to the gate. And he sat there, and Brother Brenham said he searched. He searched his mind, he searched everything he could search. He couldn't remember the password. He couldn't remember us. And here were these other kids coming and slowly coming and slowly coming. And he's still there and he couldn't remember the password. Until the other kids came and whoever was first took the prize. Friends, let's make sure we run the race without the password. Make sure we run, we're not running without the password. Amen. The password is Jesus Christ. Make sure we run and we're not just running and we just have a head knowledge of the message and we have a head knowledge of the word and, and we know it and we know it and we know it and we know what to say and we know how to do it and we know how to dress it and we know it all. But we don't have the password. We come to the end of the race and, okay, so yeah, yeah, yes, you know, I, I am Brother Maxwell, you know, I, 
Spoken Anton Mercy Tabernacle, you know, it's Brother Harold's church, just so you know. And, you know, yeah, you know, really spoke many services and, you know, it was really good, you know, so, you know, I, I am here and, you know, I'm ready to walk in and, you know, oh, what's the password? Oh, but I just told you I was in Brother Harold's church and, you know, I'm in the message and, you know, I spoke, I preached, you know. Oh, yes, okay, but what's the password? Where's Jesus in your life? Amen. Where's Jesus in your life? Yeah, you've run, you preach, yeah, that was great, we appreciate that, but where's Jesus? Amen. Friends, when we come to the end, the only thing he's looking for is the token life. That's what he's looking for, he's looking for the token life. He's looking to see Jesus on the inside of you. When you get there, he's not going to ask, when did Brother Brown preach the seals? He's not going to ask, you have to tell me all about the seventh seal, or if not, you're not getting in. It's good to know those things. Now, don't, we ought to bring a balance here. I'm not saying despise those things, no. Because if you've got the Holy Ghost and you don't have a revelation of the Word, it's also useless. Brother Branham will talk about the people who had the money in the bank but didn't know how to run it, write a check, and the one that knew how to write a check but didn't have money in the bank. You need both of them. Because if you've got the Holy Ghost and you know, you're not feeding on the Word and you're not doing anything, it's, it's useless. You can't do anything with it. You, can, you stand before the enemy and he'll just destroy you. Because you don't know the word. You don't know the message. You don't know what the Lord has brought to you. But on the other hand also, you need to have the Holy Ghost. You need to have the token life. Because you can't get him without a token life. You need a token life. That's all he was, you asked for. You know, have you got the token life? Well, no, I don't, I don't have the token life. Well, I'm sorry, but you're disqualified. You can't go on. Amen. 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 So everyone is running a race. The church world is running their race. And they run to unite themselves in the economical council of churches. The people of this world are running their race and they want more freedom and more liberty and everything that is against the word. That's what they want. That's the race that they're running for. The nations are running a race wanting to bring peace and have a better economy and all that. But what race are we running? Which race are we running? Because the one thing we ought to make sure is that we're not running on the man's race. Because everyone is running a race. We must make sure that we run on the right kind of race, that we're not running someone else's race. Amen. Because there's another one that Brother Branham will talk about, another story of, again, another little boy. I think that was Aaron Baxter had an experience and was telling Brother Branham about it. And I say here was another context that they were having. And, you know, these boys were supposed to run, I think, 400 or, let me just remember, recall it here, I think 200 yards on a 14-inch black, which was set a little high. And they were supposed to run on earth and, you know, you were supposed to run and get to the end of the, of the 400, I think, 400 yards or whatever it was. And all the great bikers came out and mind, they were all good. They're people that could ride the bicycle and, you know, they could pack two tens in the arm and never hold the hand of the bicycle and they can just ride. They were great riders. 
And they came to the race and, you know, they were pretty confident of themselves. And then this little boy showed up. Brother Bram said he was a little sissy kind of boy and everybody despised him. And he showed up at the race too with his bicycle. And probably they all looked at him and laughed and thought, oh, mine, he also came to the race. Oh, mine. And Satan sometimes looking like, oh, look at those bright people. They think they're going to run and live this year. Oh, you watch and see, devil. Oh, and so they all got there, and oh, mine, they all started, and the first one went, and a few, few yards ahead, he just fell off. And the other one went, and he fell off, and they all gone, and they fell off, and... And now came the time of this little boy and, well, he took his bicycle and he got on. And he just rode. And he just kept riding. And he rode all the way to the end. And all these boys stood there and watched and said, how did you do it? Said, how did you do it? We experienced riders. We've been here for, you know, we've been doing this for, for many years. How did you do it? He said, you guys are running other people, another man's race. You guys are running and you were looking at the obstacles. You're looking left and right. You were looking at the situation and the circumstance that was around you. And that's why you fell. And sometimes we run the race and we get distracted and we're looking at this and we're looking at that. And what are we doing now? We're running someone else's race. We're running someone else's race. When you're out there looking at the world and what is going on and the fashion and this and, and the news that, we know the news, we know we need to know the news and all that, but if you don't watch, you're running someone else's race. And they are running not to heaven. You find yourself running someone else's race. He said you guys were running someone else's race. You were supposed to run your race. And your race was to get to the end. And if your race is to get to the end, and that means that your focus must be on the end. You must be looking at the final goal. You must not be looking at the left and must be looking at the right. You must be looking at the final goal. He said, that's what I was doing. When I got on that bicycle, I wasn't looking at the left. I wasn't looking at the right. I was looking at the end. I was looking at the final goal because that was where I am going. Why do I turn to the world? I am not going to the world. Why do I look at it? I am going to heaven. And if I'm going to heaven, which is the way to heaven? That's the way to heaven. So where do I have to look? This is where I have to look. We've got the equipment for this age. That is what we must be looking at. And that little boy looked at that until they got to the end. Does that make sure you're not running someone else's race? Amen. Sometimes we find ourselves running the wrong kind of race. In our life, just running the wrong kind of race. A race that is not leading to eternal life. A race that is leading to destruction. And we keep running that race, and we keep running that race. But I want you to know this evening, you can stop that race. You can stop running that race and turn to the right kind of race. Amen. Some of the people will be running on the outer lane of the race. On the racetrack, just right on the outer lane, and they're putting in so much effort. Right on the outer lane. Right on the border, almost on the verge of getting off of the track. But I believe tonight you can start moving into the inner lanes. Because you're just burning energy on the outer lane. 
You're burning energy looking at the detent that you're on the outside or, or the struggle that you're having. You're just burning energy on the outer lane. But I believe we can start moving into the inner lane. I believe we can start moving from the outer course that we've been in. Move past, you know, the holy place. I believe it's time to come into the inner lane. Come into the holiest of holies. Come into the inner veil, amen. Come to a place where everything is shut off, amen. Come to a place where we're shut in with God. There is no more destruction, amen. No matter what someone says, they just shove off your back. It doesn't matter anymore. Why? Because you're on the inner veil. Because you're running on the inner lane. You're not burning energy anymore for things that are useless. You're not burning energy anymore. You've got in the inner lane. You're running towards the victory. Amen. I believe it's time to move from the outer lane this evening. Amen. It's really time to move from that lane and to get into the inner lane. Because I want you to notice something. At the end of every race, if you ever take the race that is called the baton race, at the end of the every race, I used to run those kind of races. And whenever you, at the end of the race, the one thing that you ought to realize, because you'll be the fourth person, you'll have the first hundred and the second hundred and the third hundred, and you'll be the fourth person on the last hundred, and the last hundred, they always put the best there. And I used to run that one, not because I am the best. I was pretty short. And many of the people despised me, but oh my. <laughs> You see, the more I despise you, but but you see, on that last part of the lane, the one thing you have to realize is that everyone that is on that lane is the best from wherever they're coming from. You have to realize that these are not people that you can relax as you're running with them. You have to put in every effort that you've got because they are not going to back off. These are, and you don't even know the energy that they have. You don't even know the pace at which they run. You don't even know the time that they have in their race that they run. You don't know it. All you know is that you're running against these people. And it's always in the last lap that you've got the best. And I tell you, friends, we're running against a whole lot of best enemies in this last age. We're running against the best of sickness in this last age. We're running against the best of depression in this last age. Satan has got his best in this last age. Because it's the last love. It is the last age. And he's put in the best that he can put in. But I want you to know that God has also got the best in here. Amen. God also has got the best in this last age. And that is you and me. Amen. Satan may look at you and despise you. But I want you to know that you have got the best. God has given you the best equipment that you can have in this last age. So if we are going to run, we might as well put on the equipment. Because the time has come for us to focus and say, if this is my race, then I'm going to run it all. I am not running partially. I am running it all. No matter what the qualification of, is, it is the Holy Ghost. I am getting them and I am running it all. I am running it all. Let him be the best that they are here. God has got his best. Amen. God has got the best of the revelation in this last age. 
He's got the Holy Ghost in this last age. Amen. They had justification in those ages. They had sanctification in those ages. But now it's at it's time for me to have the preeminence in my people. Amen. It is time for the capstone to cap off this bride. Let our enemy come. Let him despise us. Let him watch us run this race. We're not getting defeated. Amen. Because our leader has already come forward and he showed us how to run the race. Amen. He's proved to us that you can have the victory. Amen. He's proved to us that there is no sickness that cannot be defeated. He's proved to us in this last age that there was no one kind of sickness in this world that could stand before the message of this hour. And the message is living in you. Oh, come on, church. The message is living in you. We've got a right. Amen. We've got a right to stop Satan on a track. We've got a right to overrun him. We've got the authority. We've got the power in this last age. We've got what it takes. But it's time for the runners to take their position. It's time for the runners to say, we am ready to run. It's time to say, I'm putting on the equipment. If the word has been revealed in the sage, I am putting on the equipment, amen. If we need some more training, I'm going to start training. And you know what the training is? The training is getting in the word. Start getting in the word. Start getting in the tapes. Come on, church. Start getting in the word. Start getting training. We are close to the finish line. This is the last lap. There's no other one coming after this one. As I said, it's time to end the guilty parties. It's time to end those parties. Satan has had us pounding those parties for too long. He always come around and throws a pity party to you. Throws a guilty party to you. And we make the mistake of accepting those parties. And living in those parties. It's time to say I'm walking out of this party. You can go ahead and enjoy yourself, devil, what I'm walking out over. Walking out of this party. It's time to end it all. And take on the garment and say, if I have to run, I will run. No matter what the sacrifice is, I am going to run. I want you to know something. Sometimes when you're running a race, a race doesn't happen in perfect condition. Sometimes the race will happen when there is rain or, or there is other things happening. But the runners have to keep running. You see, it was down in the dark ages. It was a time of slaughter. But the runners kept running. It didn't matter whether they were going to die. They kept running. They didn't care about the situation. They kept running. And we're living in an age, amen, that there is a lot of storm in this age. There's a lukewarm spirit in this age. There's a religious spirit in this age. There's a formal spirit in this age. There's a powerless spirit in this age. But the runners ought to say, I am going to run no matter what. If those in the dark ages run them, I can run them. Because the same God that was with them is the same God that is with me today. He hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. 
You might have had your shoes hanging in the, in the changing room. It's time for you to go get your shoes. You might have your clothes folded nicely and put in your, in your dresser. It's time to pull that dresser. It's time to pull that dresser. It's time to put on the word. It's time to put on the word. Put on the message. The message came to live. It didn't come to stay on a tape. It didn't come to stay on a book. It came to live on a people. And you are that person. This is your race. No one else can run. The enemy that you are facing, you have a right to beat that enemy. Is it an enemy of sickness? You've got a right to beat that enemy. Is it an enemy of depression? You've got a right to beat that enemy. Oh, come on, church. Because the same Jesus, he's living inside of you. The message must live. It is the time. It is the season for it to live. It has laid dormant on the tapes for too long. The word has laid dormant in the book for too long. God is calling out to say, who is going to leave us? Who is going to run this race? Who is going to run this race? Who is going to run this race? Who's going to put on the garment and say, Lord, it doesn't matter what it takes. I know the greater one is living on the inside of me. He has overcome everything and he's called me to be an overcomer in his last age. I am not going to settle for anything less than the victory. I'm not going to settle down for anything less than my total healing, than my total deliverance. Not as my possession, not as my land. got to live it's got to live the runners are determined when they're going on the race they're determined they have nothing else on their mind they're only thinking about the race for months all they're thinking about is the race they don't get distracted by anything else. They're just thinking about the race. And they're preparing for the race. Because they have a determination. I am going into win. I am going into win. And when that day comes, and they get on that track, and look at the opponents. Are they nervous? Yes, they are nervous. But they have a determination that they are going to win. It's time for us to have a determination that we're going to win. We don't know when he's coming, but we must have a determination. From this moment on, our mind must be on the race. Our mind must be on the word, on the message of the hour. That is where our mind must be on. 
How many are ready to run the race? Let us stand on our feet. That's where our mind ought to be. No matter what it takes, I'm going to run. I'm going to run. Scripture said we should run with patience. And patience doesn't mean sitting down with a folded arms. Patience means waiting on the Lord, but in action. In action on the word of God, but waiting to see it fulfilled. Patience means earnestly contending for the faith that was one delivered to the saints. That is what patience means. I don't know how to close the service. Because when I was preparing the notes, I didn't have an end to the service. But I believe the Lord has been speaking to us. Service after service, he's been speaking to us. What if this is the last age? The boundaries of time and eternity. The race of time. Someone to run. You're not running for a corruptible crown. You're running for an incorruptible crown. Get out of that party. Get out of that depression. Get out of that guilt. Get out of us. So you say it on this far no more. Get out of that lust. Get out of us. It is too late. It's time to put on the garment. It's time to put on the equipment. Say, Lord, I'm ready to run. It is not to the swift. You say, but maybe it's too late. It's not late. It's not late. You say that the Tartus made it to the ark. It is not late. No matter how God knew the time you're going to start running. But maybe this is your time to start running. Not haphazardly, not just taking things lightly, but with sincerity. Coming to every service with sincerity. And I say that to myself too. I'm not saying just to the congregation. I say it to everyone. I say it to myself too. Let's change our attitude. I think Brother Bob was praying this, this morning. To give us the attitude of gratitude. Let's change our attitude. Let every service be special. Where is the Wednesday? Where is this? You're tired. Let it be special. Come to say, I'm going to run with my brothers. I'm going to join them with them. Everything be special. Let it not be just formal and 
what it is and just come in and just glaze. Let it be special. Let us purpose in our heart. If, if there's an art with someone, settle it. That's part of the race. If there's something that is just not right, make it right. Settle it, get it right, get it out of the way. When you go on your knees, so you have the confidence. Brother Brandon will go on his knees to pray for that little boy, but he gets there and there's no anointing. Why? Because he told a lie. He had to go back and make that right, get everything right, before he could go back and see the Lord come on the scene. Sometimes we hold too many hands and that's why we don't see God moving. Too many guilts and too many, too many uh, frustrations and too many, you know, this person, this, that, and that person. We ought to go past that. We come far along the road, we ought to go past that. This person did this and said that and who cares about what they said? Pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. If you have time, sit down with them. Talk with them. Talk to them about it. Scripture says if you're coming and you've got an art, go back and make it right before you come. But we take that so lightly many times and we come to service and, and there's this thing hanging and that thing hanging and, and still we come to service. And it's good to come to service, but settle it. Well, it sounds strange, but sometimes those things hinder the moving of the Lord. Those things hinder the healing of someone. And then we wonder why is it that requests may come and, and, and it seems that nothing is happening and God is not moving. This is a living church of God. Where God is living in his church. Which means that any request, anything that is prayed for, God is more than able to bring it to pass. And if he's not going to bring it to pass, he'll tell us why he's not bringing it to pass. Well, sometimes he won't even tell us why, but we will understand it. But sometimes it's our attitude, it's the thing that we hold in the sin and, and the guilt and the, and, the, and, 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 and the different arguments and that that we hold and that we're bringing and sometimes hinder even healing to take place. It hinders someone to receive the Holy Ghost. Because the atmosphere is not right. God is looking and he's saying, no, it's not right. There's still disqualification in here. It's not right. Let us all be qualified to run the race. You need the Holy Ghost. He's wanting to give it to you more than you want, and he said. Get the qualification. Scripture said, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Get the qualification. Let's have true divine love, brothers. So true divine love, sisters. Really love your brother. Really love your sister. Not, not a put on love, a genuine love. Not a God bless you with, with a half-hearted God bless you. A genuine God bless you. A genuine hug. This is the only thing that is going to put it in the rapture. 
It's divine love. That's the only thing that will enter there. And Jesus is love. Let's get the right attitude, church. God is speaking to us. We don't know when he's coming, but he's speaking to us. He's saying, get ready. Be ready at any time. At any time. Any moment. Every morning, make sure you're ready. Before you go to bed, make sure you're ready. While you're at work, make sure you're ready. Those in, in Egypt, they, they had the stuff in their hand, the scriptures that they were ready to leave. They were ready to leave. The Holy Ghost is available, church. Young person, elder person, the Holy Ghost is available. It is a token life that he's looking for. Amen. 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 We don't know what to think. We don't know what to say. Lord, help me run the race. Help me not to bring you disgrace. But let me rise with the wings of faith until the day when I see your face. How many are desiring that? I don't want to bring him disgrace. Amen. I don't want to bring him disgrace. Amen. Amen. Let's sing that to him. Lord, help me run in the race. Help me
in their heart that they're going to run the race. Amen. Amen. May the Lord help us as we run this race. Amen. God is faithful. God is good. Sing this song. God is good. All the time. Amen. No matter what it takes, he's good. Amen. Are you predestinated? Amen. That ought to put a shout in your heart. Amen. You predestinated. You didn't choose it. He chose you. You didn't do it. He did it. Hallelujah. Amen. And he'll make sure that you come to the end. Amen. Of the race. Amen. He's not going to lose even one of them. Amen. Moses said, we're not leaving one hoof behind. Either we leaving one hoof behind. Amen. Oh, we're not leaving any young person behind. We're not leaving any mom behind. We're not leaving any dad behind. We all live in this place. Amen. Because we are called. We are chosen. Amen. The elected is going to go. The elected is going to go. Whether he's going by the way of the grave. Whether he's going by a rapture. Whether, whatever way he's going, he's going. Oh, hallelujah. God proved that you can't keep this word in the grave. Amen. You can't keep this Holy Ghost in the grave. Amen. If you feel with the Holy Ghost, you've got the same spirit of Christ had inside of you. Amen. Oh, they put him on the grave. They put him on the tomb. They roll a stone right in front of us. The biggest stone they could find in Jerusalem, wherever it was. was it? Yeah, it was in Jerusalem, was it? Amen. Yeah, right there. They, they rolled the biggest stone they could find. They all, right there, they said there is no way he's coming out. They put the guards all around. They said there is no way he's coming out. If his disciples come and try to take him out, we will destroy them. Oh, but God wasn't sending his disciples. He was sending an angel down. Oh, hallelujah. To roll the stone away. Because you can't keep him in the grave. You can't keep this word in the grave. Amen. This Holy Ghost that is inside of you. These bars of bones can't keep it shut down. If you've got a Holy Ghost that wants to express itself, whichever way it will express itself, you let it express itself. Brother Ed talk, spoke about, you know, having liberty. Let's have some liberty. Amen. Let's have some liberty sometime. Amen. Let it lose sometime. Amen. Hey man, you talk about, you say, friends, they tell you, Brother Branham, well, you know, you hear him on the tapes and, you know, sometimes you think he must have been the most quiet person and, oh, mine. I remember the time he, he tells about the story that he went down and I think he was out in the, in, in, in the, in the, in the, um, in the woods and, and there it was with that squirrel and the squirrel was going chatter, chatter, chatter and he had the eagle on the other side and Brother Branham said, I was just running around and running around shouting on the top of my voice. Friends, this Holy Ghost has got joy in it. Amen. And he was running, running around and just shouting at the top of his voice. He was losing a little bit of the pressure. Amen. Sometimes we build up so much, it's time to lose a little bit. Amen. Joy always do good. Amen. Let's have some liberty sometime, amen. Let God have his way. If your feet start to dangling a little bit, let the feet go. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. If it start dangling, let the feet go, amen. If the hands start to move, let them move. If the, hands start to, the head start to swing, let it swing. Amen. If you've got the Holy Ghost, it will tame you to do the right thing. Amen. It's not going to let you get out of order. It'll keep you in order. Amen. Brother Brown one time thought that the people that came to his church were getting out of order. And they were turning his church to a tavern, he said. But soon as he sat there and he was listening and listening, oh, mine, he started to tap his feet. Amen. He started to tap his feet just a little bit. And sooner, sooner he just realized himself right there dancing with them. And there were sisters there dancing. And he was right there dancing with them. 
Amen. Amen. He was right there dancing with them. Let loose sometime, amen. We are not Canadians. Oh man. Let me say that again. We are not Canadians. I am not a Ghanaian, I am not Irish, I am not Italian, and I am not a Canadian. I am a son of God who came from glory and is going back to glory. Amen. Now I to put a shout in your heart. Amen. He rejoiced over his pride, the scripture says. In Luke somewhere, Jesus would say that when he saw that he told the children, you know, be, be, don't rejoice because of the signs and the miracles, but rejoice because your name are written in the book. And the scripture said that Jesus rejoiced in the spirit. He said to have some Holy Ghost revival in himself. Amen. Let lose some time, amen. Let God have his liberty some time, amen. Let us be the church of the living God and move living church of God. Amen. If you've cleaned out all the trash, you ought to be the most happiest person on the earth because the only thing you're waiting for is a rapture. Oh my, this is not part of the notes. Amen. This is just hallelujah. Amen. We ought to be happy, friends. We ought to be the most happiest bunch in the world. We've got what anyone else hasn't got. They haven't got any, even an inch of what we've got. They don't know what we know. They don't hear what we hear. They don't see what we see. Only we see it. Only we hear it. Because there's a seed on the inside. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, you ought to be the most happy sponge on the earth. Brother Branham will say it. The most happy people. Amen. God is good. All the time, and all the time, God is good. Oh, what are you in a trial? God is good. What are you in a battle? God is still good. What are you in a valley? God is still good. What are you on a mountain top? God is still good. You are in an accident? God is still good. Oh, I tell you, God is good all the time. Amen. Give him glory tonight, amen. Give him praise tonight, amen. He is worthy over this evening. Amen. Amen. You know, 110, we're running a race, but we know the end of the race. At the end of the race, we win. So we might as well start rejoicing because at the end of the race, we win. Amen. Rejoice while you're running. Amen. I have never seen an atlas running rejoicing. Amen. But we can start rejoicing while we're running. Because we know the end. That we win. Amen. Let's praise him this evening. Let's sing that to him. My expert Andrews is start making his way. Amen. God is good. All the time. Amen. Let's sing that to him tonight. If you're walking oh, through the valley.
one and then I'll let you go. Amen. I'll give it to Brother Andrew. Amen. Amen. How many's got a victory tonight? Amen. How many truly's got a victory tonight? Man, I don't know. Have you really got the victory tonight? Amen. Have you got the victory tonight? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You've got a victory tonight. So why don't we sing that to him? The victory is mine. Victory is not for the devil. Victory is mine. Amen. You've got a victory tonight. Amen. Now let's sing those verses with them too. I love those verses too. Amen. Oh, when I woke up this morning, maybe you didn't feel like coming to church when you woke up this morning. But I tell you at the end of this service, you sure can't say you haven't got the victory. I don't know who said it, but there's never one time that you regret from coming to church. Amen. Amen. When I woke up this morning, I didn't have any doubt. I knew that the Lord would bring me out. So I got down on my knees. And I said, Lord, help me, please. And I got up singing and shouting victory. Amen. If you've got a victory, then you sing it to him. Don't let your neighbor sing it to him. Say, I have got the victory. I am singing it to him. Amen. Let's sing it to him this evening. When I woke up this morning, oh, I didn't have a doubt. Oh, I knew that the Lord would bring me out. Oh, so I got down on my knees. I said, Lord, help me please. Oh, I got up singing and shouting. Oh, big 
shows we're no compromise. Or I said, listen here, old devil. My eyes have caught the vision oh, of my heavenly bridegroom in the sky. Oh, so Satan, get behind me, for one day you won't find. Come on, church! vision or of my heavenly bridegroom in the sky so Satan get behind me for one day you won't find me for victory today is mine God bless you Okay. 